Poodle, where are we? I don't know, but there's some guy with purple lighting, and the last time I saw that was at the Midtown Spa. Well, I see someone with really beautiful lipstick, which somehow makes me feel aroused. It kind of looks like Miss Kitty's boudoir. Um, you guys, you guys, Poodle, Maddie, you, you guys are, you're our guests. Oh, you're our guests. You hello, Ellen. Hello, Joey. You don't get to do the cold open. Fine. What did you think this was? The Copacabana? <laughs> I'm just going to sit here like oh. a dog and eat cigarette butts. I thought I took a booty bump again. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, Maddie and Poodle are here, <sighs> so that must mean. We are doing a co-pro, y'all. Welcome to I Think Not, the podcast where Joey Taranto and I recap your favorite true crime TV show. I am Ellen Marsh, and across from me are a bunch of gays. (laughs) (laughs) I am so outnumbered. I am scared. I'm holding myself. You can't see me. But welcome your favorite gays, second to Joey, who recap... Reality shows, reality gays, Ginger and Poodle, Matt and Jake, welcome to I Think Not. Hi, guys. We're so happy to be here. You can just say Queen 1 and Queen 2. That works, too. (laughs) And I think, don't sell yourself short, Ellen. You have played a gay very convincingly for years. (laughs) (laughs) We are at the end of the road. Joey, we have now covered every single episode of Frogger. Still I can't let go. It's so natural. You belong to me. I belong to no. you. <laughs> that reminds me in middle school, at my middle school dance, my girlfriend, or my friend at the time, Lene Beard, she was dancing to that song. She wasn't my girlfriend until later. She was my first kiss, but just because on a dare, and I said, fine, who gives a shit? But anyway, that was a year later. <laughs> and her last name was Beard, so go figure. That's true. <laughs> this is half of the podcast. Her last name was Beard. Anyway, she had long hair at the time, and it was really thick because she was Native American, so she had this beautiful, thick hair. And she <laughs> was dating this guy. She was shorter. What was his name? I think his name was Jerry Riggs. And she was dating him, and she was making out with him, but we couldn't tell because she leaned down, and her hair was covering, and Coach Proctor never even caught him. Wow. Because of her long hair? Because of her long hair. He ended up dying in a tornado when he was like 30 in our hometown. Shut (laughs) up. This is going to be a four-parter. So go to work, listen to the first half, come back from work, listen to the second half, and we'll still be going here. If you would like to join us on the Patreon, we just rolled out our new Patreon tiers where you can find all kinds of merch stuff, all kinds of live show stuff. You can find our back catalog. Find us at patreon.com slash I think not. And we're going on tour. Reality gays are going on tour. But before we jump into our last episode of Frogger, Mm -hmm. Maddie and Jake, if there is anyone listening who has no fucking clue who you are, tell them who you are, where you come from, what your podcast is about, and then also tell them your favorite color. We do a podcast about avant-garde French cinema. It's so good. Yeah, 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 that's it. (laughs) You know, we're just like you. We are musical theater opera queens. We've been best friends since we were. I was... I think, well, Jake was getting his master's. I was just a wee undergrad at the time. We're 18 months apart. But sure, whatever. (laughs) But we were like in our 20s. And then we ended up becoming friends then. And then Jake moved out of Dallas because that's where we went to school. And Jake moved out. Because I fucked everybody. He (laughs) called me. He said, I just went to a dinner and I fucked everyone at this table. I got to get out of Cedar Springs. Joey, 
Have you ever been in a circle of gays just talking and you're like, I fucked everybody here or I fucked everybody here by proxy? Joey, what are you talking about, Joey? Ellen's lived the same moment. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> a moment like this. You all buckle up. Listen, if you unsubscribe, I'm not going to be mad at you. I'm not going to be mad at you. These are the reality gays. We do 90 Day Fiance. A lot of 90 Day Fiance. Love is blind. 90 Day Fiance. Love after lockup. Seeking sister wives we're starting. So if you love that trash TV, because we know that you Patreon subscribers love our Love After Lockup coverage, you have got to check them out. They've got tour dates coming we will talk about it more at the end of the episode. And then, what's your favorite color? Um, I love, I'm a blue-green person. Oh. Not not a teal, but I'll say blue-green because okay. it encompasses all the shades therein. Tell her why you really like the color. Because it's the color of my eyes. There we are. Oh. There we are. Yes. It's a very Enneagram 4 answer. Yeah, yeah. no shit. I feel like my favorite color used to be blue, but just within the recent year, I love like a good, bright hunter green. Mm. I just painted my room. That color in my guest room, Joey, that green. So, so great. But it is true because we have been chatting off camera that we're going to put on Swamp Talk. And (laughs) you all, they're just gay men. It's men, which, you know, is a problem. And then you put gay in front of it. It is a problem. So if Mm -hmm. you want to catch that chat, That is over on Swamp Talk. Please do not have your children nearby when you are listening. Keep your straight men out of there. No one is going to want to hear it. How are you doing, Joey, my love? Tell them about your nude photo shoot today. (laughs) Y'all, my 44th birthday is coming up. 44, year of the whore. That's what I'm doing. I'm 44, too. You don't have to tell him. Listen, 24 (laughs) through 43 has been years of being a whore. So I had a nude photo shoot that I'm, you know, a little something from my birthday. And when we were having our chat earlier, my ADHD is really bad. It's really bad today. And I was just staring at my naked pictures and Ellen texted me is like, knock that off. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. (laughs) Joey works hard. He has been working hard. He's been eating right, going to the gym. This man takes off his shirt every day in my house and goes, no, but Ellen, how good do I look? (laughs) I am proud for you. I think that's good. Own it. Yes. No, he's he's owning it, Matt. He owned it. He took a double mortgage out on it. He's renting it out on Airbnb. He owns it. <laughs> I think everyone of every shape, size, and color should go and have a sexy photo shoot. Truly. Yeah. I love that idea. Anyway, let us jump into this episode of Frogger because you all, Frogger does not disappoint. It is a wild ride. We need to write to someone. We need another season of Frogger. It is just too... <laughs> Good. Does anybody just when you hear the title like do 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 bring 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 bring? It's just like all I hear is the game, the game Frogger. <laughs> Season one, episode ten, Panty Thief. Immediately now. <laughs> when I was telling people about these strange things, I didn't feel like I was going crazy, but I felt like I sounded like I was crazy. They felt like it was escalating. It was really scary. I think I was in denial at first. There's no reason I would be missing my bathing suit bottoms. I had the tops and just the bottoms were missing. Oh my God, a frogger is watching me sleep. When it finally sinks in that someone entered the home while I was sleeping, it was terrifying. 
Well, gays, hold on to your crop tops because the ladies are losing their bikini bottoms in this episode. That will make sense later on. We meet Miss Heidi Lane, who tells us she grew up in the very small town of Monette, Missouri, and graduated with a class of 30. That's how small this town is. I graduated with a class of 20. Oh. Wow. And three of them were snapping turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I grew up in a small town, but because I went to a very small Christian high school. Oh. Yeah. And only 20 people love the Lord. That's right. What a shame. And so Heidi's mom, Vicky, is here, and she says her daughter was always very independent. Her dad, Randy, is also here. Never name your kid as Randy, y'all. Never name. Randy means horny across the pond. It does. Mm, it does. Come here, horny. I got a story to tell you. <laughs> yep. And Fanny means <laughs> I know. It does? Yeah, it sure does. Whether it's international or American, not familiar. (laughs) (laughs) And so her dad, Randy, says if there was something Heidi wanted, she went after it. She was married young and got divorced young, and she was ready to go explore the world. And so naturally, she wanted to move to the big city. To Tulsa. To Tulsa, Oklahoma, the city of sin. (laughs) Yeah, you know, when you think of big cities, you think New York, L.A., Las Vegas, Tulsa. Where can I go to a city that completely buried and lied about a race killing just a hundred years ago? Yeah. Randy's like, don't you go to that devil's city, honey. All kinds of things can uh, happen there. We know how you are with the men. He really <laughs> does say that. I was really excited to move to Tulsa to meet people my age, to socialize, to go to school. As her mom, I was a little concerned about it being a bigger town. We had lived there previously. It was only like an hour, hour and a half from home, so it was close to home, but it was also far enough away that I had my independence and I could figure out what I wanted to do. Wait, now Maddie, you're from Oklahoma. Yes, ma'am. I'm from Southern Oklahoma. The same town as Rue McClanahan from the Golden Girls. She grew up in my hometown. You can go see her guest house. My friend Lori Word, she owns the guest house. You can go. I knew her because her Who brother wants was- Who to do that but a crazy person? Her brother, Luke, was a, above me. And then one day he was working. He worked. I Was he at the Walmart distributing and just fell down and died right there? Just immediate, just death at like 24 years old. And his mom, Mrs. Word, who was my algebra teacher, she never got over it. Okay. Oh, my word. I need to say something. This does reference something we talk about on our podcast. Mrs. Word was his algebra teacher. Oh. Yeah. Not English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that is confusing. My word. We had a Mrs. Mapp who taught Spanish. Also, Maddie, we've known each other for two hours, and you have told me so many stories of people who have died in your life. What is happening? The <laughs> Southern stories in sad. They all do. Anyway, Tulsa's up north in the northeast part of the state. No one almost, gives a shit. No one gives a no shit. One, where is it? Is, where it is. Well, Tulsa is only 90 minutes away from Heidi's hometown. And she got a job waiting tables, something I was terrible at. People ask for too much. They ask too many questions. What's your special tonight? Honey, this experience will be special if your food makes it to the table and you see me again tonight. I'm going to put your order in (laughs) and ignore you like my parents did my inevitable homosexuality. Have a nice night. (laughs) Would you like a roll? (laughs) (laughs) Did you notice, though, how she was about, she's like, yeah, I just kind of wanted to sow my oats and get a waitressing job. And I I was having a lot of fun. And then you saw Randy and going, she chose the worst man. <laughs> she was a real jerk magnet. I mean, 
Papa Randy, we are two minutes in and you are calling out all of us women who don't choose. Read her for filth. Yeah, he is dragging his daughter. He literally calls her. Jerk magnet. (laughs) Jerk magnet. She's going to see this, Papa Randy. She's going to see this show. He's still upset about her belly button ring and that lower back tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) And she moved into the worst neighborhood. I mean, God, what were you going to do? You couldn't even park in that place. So <laughs> it, it was it was only a matter of time before something shitty happened. It must have partly been her fault. She had street parking, <laughs> and I worried every night when she came home, she was going to meet an ungodly man. <laughs> the pearls that were clutched, clutched when Mama heard that there was only street parking. Oh, and guess what? There are only street parking spots and then she just got the vapors i don't go to a restaurant if i can't park in a parking lot that's why i choose outback steakhouse every time yeah this show is called frogging and that's what heidi is here to talk about her parents are just here to talk about disappointment that's it (laughs) literally my dad's always worried about me (laughs) so of course he was worried but he's always been so supportive of me and my decisions. I think he was just proud of me that I made this choice on my own to go and do this. Well, Heidi was going to ultrasound school, which is a great job. Have you guys ever had an ultrasound? I've never carried a baby to term. Yeah, honey, I told you butt babies don't survive. We don't (laughs) have ultrasounds here. ultrasounds in other parts of your body. That's true. I've had one. I once, for some reason, one of my testicles was hurting. So my friend at the time, my queer dear at the time said, hey, you should you should go to the doctor. So I went to the doctor and the, the urgent care and they're feeling my testicles. She's like, mm. and of course the doctor just said, well, could be cancer. We should get this. And I was like, what? And I was about to go to yes. Mexico and get drunk on choir tour. And so they had an opening and I went and got a sonogram done that day. And I'm laying there and in walks some guy who looks like fucking Brad Pitt in the middle of mm. Texas. And he just takes this warm liquid and squirts it all over my balls and then takes this thing. I said, what are you doing? He's like, we got to sodogram your testicles, sir. And for 30 minutes, he just rubs my balls while I have fluid all over. Mm-hmm. 30 minutes? That seems very thorough. Well, yeah, it's just one little tiny ball. I mean, not that your balls are tiny. Do you feel like that was overkill? <laughs> well, I do. Again, maybe I had, I've been told I had bigger testicles, so maybe they needed more time. Were you just touched really inappropriately for 25 minutes longer <laughs> than you needed to be? I didn't mind. I didn't mind. <laughs> it feels like an HR complaint. The last time I had a mammogram, the ultrasound tech was going... She was snickering. She was going, and I said, what's wrong? And she goes, dense breasts. Oh. <laughs> I was like, dense thank breasts. You. Yeah, I was like, thank you. Wow. So Heidi gives us the layout of the apartment. I found an apartment on the west side of town. It was a two-story apartment, and they were going to be putting me on the second floor with a balcony. It felt a little bit safer than a ground floor apartment. I have my own stairs that go up to my individual door. It wasn't the greatest neighborhood. It wasn't the best part of town, but it was really convenient. It was right next to the school. I was comfortable there. Well, Mama Vicky was so concerned about the lack of parking that she gave daughter Heidi Mace, because that seems logical in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So one morning, Heidi's getting ready for ultrasound school, which I'm sure is going to be a very lucrative career for her. And she notices that her underwear were missing. All in a day. Immediately, no. And she was like, 
uh, you know, maybe they were stuck in the dryer or something. And Mama Vicky, again, here to drag her daughter. And she's like, she always loses things. (laughs) (laughs) That was like, she's like, she'll misplace something and then she'll just find in some weird place just like she did her high school diploma. (laughs) We like to never found that. Have you ever seen the little tooth floss panties she wears? Of course she lost them. They barely cover her lips and her butthole. (laughs) Can I clarify what she says, and then she basically says, you know, it's kind of like when a sock goes missing. And I said, no, it's not. No. Underwear going missing aren't the same as a sock going missing. Because I feel like you have more socks than underwear. And I feel like we keep track of our underwear in a different way. Well, how does that come up, though? Like, you call your mom to check, and you're like, hey, mom. She's like, hey. And I'm like, what you doing today? Oh. I'm just going to make some casserole. I was like, great. Well, mom, I'm missing some of my panties. What do I do? (laughs) Then she says, it's frustrating, but you just go about your day. (laughs) Okay. This woman, she could work for the mafia where you just look right in front of you and don't notice anything else in your life. It gets worse. I mean, her tunnel vision gets worse. She would 100% join a cult. You know who she kind of reminds me of in the best possible way? Because this was actually one of my favorite characters from Miss Congeniality. She's kind of Cheryl Rhodes. Like, you know, name your perfect date. It's April 25th because it's not too hot, not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. jacket. That is Heidi. That is yeah, that is, that is exactly that is it. Heidi. Well, one day she's looking for her swimsuit and she couldn't find the bottom. And I hate it when I can't find a bottom. Me Same, girl. Too. Same. <laughs> Not familiar. They, I'm looking at they, two right now. Yeah. <laughs> Those bottoms are sneaky. You got to keep your eye on them. They cannot be trusted. And we steal. <laughs> there's too many of us, too. For every bottom, there's like 10 tops. Especially in New York. Holy shit. Well, the favorite part of every episode comes up because she told her friends, like, my bottoms were missing. <laughs> and she's like, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Like, call the cops and be like, hi, my name's Heidi. I'm missing my bottoms. <laughs> no, not that kind of bottom. <laughs> I, no, I have my tops. No, not that kind of top. <laughs> it's a who's on first for the modern age. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's a gay who's on first. They're like a bottom's missing. Is Ben Platt okay? Is Matt Balmer okay? <laughs> Is uh, Lin-Manuel okay? <laughs> Lin-Manuel. Oh, not the Lin-Manuel slander. We're going to get DMs. Uh. <laughs> so I think it probably became a joke with her friends. Like, all right, Heidi's missing panties. But you live alone. <laughs> she does live alone. And her family was like, okay, they're trying to make sense of this, right? They're like, are you sitting with your clothes when you're doing your laundry? And she's like, oh, not really. I'm putting them in the wash. And then I go back later on. And then I go back and get them. And they're like, Somebody's probably stealing your panties. And she she goes, oh, well, that makes sense. Your Uncle Connie, Heidi, she went to that fluff and fold down in uh, (laughs) Jinxburg. And you know what happened to her? What? She ended up uh, losing her car keys and she got pregnant with your cousin Donnie from that. (laughs) She's like, no one looked suspicious in the laundromat. I didn't see anybody. What did she expect? It's like some guy in like a Limp biscuit hoodie, like smelling right. his fingers. <laughs> right. Like, what did she expect? Just like a, a, a panty, like panties on yes. his head and like <laughs> pantyhose like, over. Just snipping his fingers. <laughs> 
So over the next few weeks, she was just chilling in that laundry room and literally counting the pairs of <laughs> panties after she was done. Literally like one, one <laughs> yes, I was two, like oh, counting all of them. Shouldn't wear those again. Those are about out of the way. Got to go to Walmart and get some more. <laughs> so the next time I went to the laundromat, I sat down with my laundry and I would just take my laptop and I'd, you know, do homework or play music or movies on my laptop while I was waiting for my laundry to finish. So that way I made sure whatever I took down there came back with me. So she did her underwear inventory back and forth, and it was the same. So it wasn't the laundromat because she was going with her 12 pantaloons and coming back with her 12 pantaloons. What the fuck is going on? No one has a key to her apartment, not even her parents. Someone should always have a key to your house, a neighbor, someone you trust. So Heidi thought to herself, I guess the only people that would have my key would be maintenance. Well, that mom manages apartments, so she knows. Right. Her mom doesn't have the key to her place, but manages another place. Because, you know, if there's one group of people to be trusted, it's maintenance men. (laughs) Sure, they're always great. And I'm not a panty wearer. I can't speak for Jake or Joey. Not really. Ellen, I'm assuming you are. But what baffles me is that panties are getting stolen. Where do you get in your life where you just, oh, we're oh. Seeing, oh, someone's wearing paint. Oh, wow. Those are cute. I'm not going to top you. Stop trying. It's like <laughs> literally like it's two magnets that are alike. I can't do it. Physically, yeah. it can't happen. He would just try to like just push his butt in your face. Yeah. And like, That's would, not how this works. Yeah. That's not how <laughs> any of this works. Mm-hmm. Like a cat. Like how yeah. a cat's like. Yes. That's exactly this? what would happen. Want that? Yeah. Want that? Ellen, where do you get to a place as a woman where you say, you know, just going to stop wearing panties, period. Just stop. Well, Heidi had to get to that point. I know. Like, explain this to me. She plum runs out of underwear. So this isn't one, two pairs of underwear. She is out of underwear. Like, one or two missing. <laughs> You're like, maybe I left it at the gym. Maybe I left it at Jim's house. When is enough enough? Yeah. When did you say, wait, the seven pair I had in there yesterday are gone. Maybe I should tell someone and be really serious about this. Because something that men might not know, and for the four men who listen and the three gay human beings in front of me, sometimes women have to throw out their underwear. Yeah. Sure. Or or you got your period pair. Oh, I shit in my pants at least once a year. (laughs) Yeah. So you know. Ah, Yeah, I get it. And then here's the tickle. She doesn't then find a problem. She's like, meh. Guess I need to go buy some new underwear. <laughs> Babe, that is not the solution we were looking for. No, her solution was to stop wearing underwear. Yes. She stopped wearing underwear, and all I could think about was Melissa in high school who told me, unprovoked, that if a girl wears jeans without underwear on, she will get a yeast infection. And that <laughs> stuck with me since 1996. I don't know why, but I was like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So her solution to Pantygate was just to freeball it. I was like, wow, okay. But then eventually she's got to go buy more underwear. And I don't know. I feel like you all buy them in boxes at Costco, like your underwear. Like our underwear is expensive. It's expensive. Well, to me, though, there's got to be like you go to somewhere like Walmart and get some faded glory underwear <laughs> for like women. There's got to mm-hmm. be faded glory style panties. I was roommates with you, so I've seen you. your underwear is disgusting. It's like it's so old. It's holy <laughs> and it's way too small. I have some underwear that I will wear until they fall off. 
but I do have dirty slutty underwear. For, yeah. for those who don't know what he means by that, he means jock straps. Thank you. <laughs> That's yep, there. Yep. Thank you. Welcome Thank you. to I Think Not, where you learn way too much about gay culture that you never even asked for. But thank you for joining us. You can find Jockstraps on MeUndies, who is a current sponsor of Reality Gays. <laughs> oh. Use the code. Use our code, Reality Gays, for 10% off. I love it. I am very independent, but I think that I really did want to get a dog to have a companion and also for security. So I went to Humane Society and I found this perfect little dog. He was about the right size. Puck's the name that they already gave him, and he had been there for several months, and they were about to put him down, and I kind of feel like I saved him. Fast forward to November of 2012, Heidi decides she wants a dog, and she goes to the Humane Society to adopt a dog, and I was like, good for you. Those babies need good homes. She named him Puck, and she saved this sweet angel from being destroyed. Mm. Yeah, and then she's like, now if my underwear goes missing... Puck probably took them or ate them because dogs love to eat women's underwear. Now, listen, (laughs) I was trying to give this woman all of the benefits of my doubts because I'm all for patience, seeing something through. Nobody wants a hysterical woman because we're all hysterical. Mm -hmm. We overreact. Yeah. But I would like to publicly say if Heidi were my friend, I would give her permission now to overreact. Yes. Like, don't free ball it. Don't go buy more underwear. Don't go adopt a dog. I mean, thank you for adopting a dog. But like now this is not only an expensive problem. This is a creepy as fuck problem. I just don't think the dog is going to help. I'm going to advocate for Heidi quickly. I think that part of the reason she didn't ask for help is because I think that she wanted to do it on her own because I feel like her dad probably was always like, you're a little bit of a mess. And she was like, I can handle this. Don't you think? I agree with that. I would like to defend all the messes of the world because I am also a mess and say after I ran out of underwear, (laughs) just have nary a panty left. I feel like she could have like phoned a friend, you know? Okay, I agree. So it's about nine or 10 o'clock at night. I was in the living room just talking to a friend on the phone and Puck was in the bedroom and just started barking like crazy. This wasn't just a little bark like a dog hears something outside. This was like there was something there that he was barking at. So now it's February 2013. She's in her living room one day talking on the phone and Puck, her dog, starts barking like crazy. And this isn't just like a howl or a nip. It's like an aggressive kind of bark. And this was a quiet dog. And he was barking at the closet in her bedroom. And she's like, whatever, I'll just ignore that like the panty problem. No biggie. (laughs) Truly, she walked in her room, saw the dog barking and was like, um, this is a problem for another time. Uh, uh, Heidi, I think this is a problem for now. I think I'm going to go watch Hope Floats again. (laughs) (laughs) Great movie. She closes the door to the bedroom and says she goes to watch a movie and fell asleep on the couch. Yeah. She was like, her solution to being scared was sleeping on the couch. That's like me. When I'm scared, I just sleep with the lights on. There we go. Monsters won't come if the lights are on. Yeah. Yep. So the next morning, Heidi gets ready for school. She goes to the bedroom, looks in the closet. No one is there except T.D. Jakes. (laughs) Niche T.D. Jakes reference. There's like five of your listeners that just went, finally. (laughs) So she's like, oh, it's fine. I feel okay. And Heidi says, look, I definitely had blinders on. I chose to block this out. 
And then we hit May of 2013. Y'all, time flies on this episode because it goes a long time before the problem is fixed. So buckle up. Honey tells us she would leave for work in the morning. She would make sure all the doors were closed and locked. And she comes home to find the sliding glass door was wide open. (sighs) Again, Heidi's like, maybe like I should have called the police. But to your point, Joey, she says this. But I didn't want help from anybody. Like, no matter what, unless it's like dire straits, I do not want anybody to help me out. I can do this. It's fine. I handle one situation one day at a time. Now, I would like to just speak to Heidi, if you guys could just turn away, sure. because just as sure. one independent woman, there you go. <laughs> as one independent woman to another, I absolutely understand this rationale. I absolutely understand you want to be independent. I absolutely understand you don't want to cry wolf. You don't want to be a hysterical woman. But honey, you have charged your credit card, bought every thong and cheeky boy shorts that Victoria's Secret has to offer. You live alone. You bought a dog. That dog is clinging to dear life. And the doors are opening and closing and there's barking and there's gay men hiding in your closet. Call the police. (laughs) Nobody has ever gotten a reward for being brave. Okay. That's a great, great point. No one's ever gotten a reward for being brave. Mm. Amen. I get it because I get it. I do. But the sum of the parts, like you bought a whole ass dog because of this. Yes. Now the dog is in on it. Oh, I am terrified. The sliding glass door was a concern. The guys Heidi had been dating or seeing were pretty sketchy. And so the first thing that really came to my mind was, hey, one of these idiots is doing something stupid. And of course, the shady ass father is like, well, these guys she's been seeing are pretty sketchy. So one of them jerks, you know, she's a jerk magnet. (laughs) Was doing something stupid. Because, you know, women, they're always doing something to make men crazy. They're dressing provocatively. You know what how was she works. wearing? What was she wearing? Something slutty? What was she must have been asking for someone to come into her house and take her panties? Yeah. <laughs> if there's one thing I know about my daughter, listen, I don't know a lot of things, but there's one thing I know about my daughter. She is a slut. <laughs> That's what it felt like the whole time. I have never in all of our time covering these documentaries see two parents with more pent-up aggression towards their child. Like, he was completely... Now, listen, I I think Heidi had some missteps. Yeah. But he was... I told her not to wear them titty shirts. Everyone's going to want your panties if you wear them titty shirts. If I told you once, I told you a thousand times. I will say, if something ever happened to me, my mother probably shade me as well. Cut! I told him not to move into that shitty neighborhood. You know what? We can only tell our kids so many times. I guess I'm a terrible mother. Oh, are you kidding me? If I die before Ellen, she will roast me at my funeral. Yeah. 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 Tell us what you would say, Ellen. I would say, queerly beloved. We are gathered here to get to this thing called life. (laughs) I was going to invite every man that Joey has been inside, but this room only holds 1,200 people. (laughs) Because it'll it'll be at the Gershwin, obviously. Yes, Yes. (laughs) obviously. That night, I'm sitting in my living room. It's late evening. It's dark outside. 
I hear a bump on the ceiling. Since it is apartments, I thought maybe somebody's up there installing something. Maybe they're fixing an antenna. But this was 9 or 10 o'clock at night. So the night of the sliding glass door incident, she's in her living room. Maddie's clutching his pearls. She's in the living room and she hears a bump on the ceiling. What, Maddie? Tell us. She was with her friend, right? She said she was with her friend. They were studying. Yeah, they were studying. If I'm at your house and I hear a bump on your ceiling, I'm going to go, what's happening? I'm going to lean in. I'm going to get curious. All the shit to figure out why. She said it was like nine o'clock at night. No one is going to be doing maintenance then. Right. And there's nobody above her. Above her is the roof. Yes. Yeah. So then Heidi was like, you know what? It's time to call the police. Just kidding. She's like, let's go out for a walk. That'll cure it. (laughs) We should stretch our legs. Yeah. Let's abandon the apartment so someone can go in. Exactly. Yeah. This feels logical. And then she does something probably the most peculiar that she has ever done. I know what, what you're going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> what are you going to say? It's actually borderline sociopathic. Go ahead. Honestly, this is where I would have checked her into a mental facility. Tell them what she did. She goes for a walk and she leaves her phone behind. Insane. <laughs> Insane. That's where I left reality. This isn't true. You're lying. You're telling porcupines, as my daughter used to say. <laughs> Wallet, keys, phone. Wallet, keys, phone. I have to repeat that every time I leave my house. Even if you go on a walk and you're like, I'm not going to need money, at least phone keys. Like, at least that. My wallet's in my phone. The world is in my phone. Who leaves their phone? Yeah, you know, some people have live, laugh, love signs in their house. I have one that says wallet, keys, phone, poppers. Just so I never. (laughs) You know what? Because you never know when. An orgy is going to break out. You you never know when your bottom is going to be too tight. So, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. If I don't have my phone within a six inch radius of me at all times, like. I would freak out. It's also just not safe. It's, it's like, not safe. It's the rule one of one, like when you tell women don't, it's like, I'm sure if you talk to Heidi Lane, she's like, my favorite thing to do when I get home is to sit in my car in the dark for 30 minutes and just read text messages. Like <laughs> it's a rule one. Of, you don't fucking do this. She was very young, but also fully in deep denial that anything was happening. She was yeah. determined If I ignore it, it will go away. Doesn't it feel like, though, that this could have been like in the 90s, but this was in like the 2010s? It's 2013. Yeah. She's behind the curve here. Yeah, absolutely. As soon as we got back, I pretty quickly noticed that I couldn't find my phone. I thought it was in the couch cushions. We searched the couch. We searched under the couch. I mean, we pretty much almost tore that place apart and it was completely gone. Well, they get back to the apartment. Baby, that phone is missing. They search everywhere. They tear that apartment apart. Phone is gone. And Heidi is like, now the only person who could have maybe taken it was my study partner. And she's my bestie. I trust her the most in this world. You have had your panties missing for months. You're walking around with a yeast infection. Your clitoris is rubbing against the zipper of your Jordache jeans. And you are going to be like, well, it must be my friend stole my phone. It's not. It's the same person who's been stealing your thongs. And I don't understand. How do you? Um, What? Go ahead. Can can I just, I'm just going to mute Maddie and Poodle for a second. I just want to ask you, but I'm just going to mute them. Joey. Do you not know where the clitoris is? Because yeah. it doesn't rub against a zipper. Isn't I don't want to. Oh, it's. A, I don't. The, I don't want to embarrass you in front of them. But like, got it. 
Okay, can you just take it all again? Because yeah. it's really oh. embarrassing that they come on our podcast and then you don't know where the we clitoris don't, we is. We don't know where it is either. So Okay, okay. Yeah. I got it. So her clitoris is rubbing against the button of her jeans. And so, <laughs> no, is that wrong? Her clitoris is rubbing against her belt. And her clitoris is rubbing against her knee pads. Am I in the general vicinity? I'm just calling Harris real quickly. Okay. Hold on one second. Hey, I'm with Joey and the reality gaze. Hi, Harris. They don't know where the clitoris is. It's up in there, isn't it? Like, it, you're like it's right like, there. Joey was like, so she's walking around with her clitoris rubbing against her zipper. I I can never do a podcast with three gay men isn't ever again. Isn't it like again. the uvula? Like yeah. the uvula in your throat? Like, Listen. La, la, la. Like the uvula. None of the gays here are misogynistic Why? gays. I, every time I listen to an episode, I think I just know too much about both of them. And now I know more. <laughs> yeah. Send help. I quit. Wait till you hear about my big testicles. It's fucking pandemonium. <laughs> I'll text you later. Okay. Bye. All I'm saying is, listen, I respect women. I am not one of those misogynistic gays. I'm just saying the mystery surrounding the vagina, it may as well be the Sphinx. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I just don't know because I've never been face to face with one. I'm going to be very transparent and vulnerable here. And I don't know where or what a vulva is. And wait, I mentioned it on our podcast and was sent charts. I was sent animated graphs and I still don't understand. So I think you're okay. I am very pro vagina. The only time I ever, when I was in middle school, I was going to see The Bodyguard. I was so excited to see Whitney Houston. (laughs) He saw this movie multiple times. Oh, yeah. Well, my girlfriend and I later, I would sing Run to You on the phone to her. She really enjoyed it. That's what you do. And she still was your girlfriend? Yeah, in Whitney's register. It's that part where in The Bodyguard where you see the guy putting the letters on the letter to make that scared me and I didn't want to see that. I turned that way and I thought, well, this maybe is a good time for me to try to f- my girlfriend. So I tried and I couldn't do it because then we're at Queen of the Night and I'm out of it and I'm back into Whitney, but also I got nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, they never found her phone. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets a replacement phone because that's logical. She's ignoring everything just like I ignored the problems in my marriage. And she proceeds to get phone calls from a blocked number, which who picks up a blocked number? Not me. Heidi. Heidi picks up blocked numbers. Mm. And it was just a heavy (sighs) breather. And it was Maddie. End of story. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Um, Yeah. Turns out it was just him prepping for his date later that night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, yes. (laughs) I do remember making a mixtape for a girlfriend of that. So oh, anyway. Maddie. The fact that these women still went out with him, it is amazing. It really is. I had girlfriends that love to come over during Christmas because they love the way my mom and I decorated our Christmas tree because she collected all these Hallmark <laughs> ornaments. But also, Maddie, I look, I'm sure you were... You're a handsome man. I'm sure you were very cute with that ginger hair and they felt safe with you. I'm sure they were just like, this is, yeah. I mean, you did attempt to f- 
Some of them. I did. I did. My mama once caught me. It was the day after my high school girlfriend. And my girlfriend and I, we were watching this made-for-TV movie that we loved. It was the Annette Funicello life story. (laughs) I loved Annette Funicello. That's it. Ellen's out. Ellen's out. Ellen's out. I do. I love Annette Funicello. (laughs) And I was talking to my girlfriend. And my, 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 my mama came down and she's like, get off the phone. And I said, what, mama? And she's like, get off. So I got off the phone. And thankfully, she did wait for a commercial because she loved Annette Funicello, too. And then she told me at commercial, she said, I saw you with your girlfriend on your bed. Don't you think that was some heavy petting? Can you imagine with your mother no. saying the word heavy petting to you? Anyway, we broke up four months later. Yeah. So the heavy breathing went on for months. Yes, heavy breathing went on for months. And she finally got frustrated. And I was like, honey, I would have gotten frustrated after one call. You have the patience of Job, my love. Agreed. What is happening? And she finally said, hello, what are you doing? And so she got an app that could unblock numbers, which is wild because... She couldn't figure anything else out in her life. It seems out of character. (laughs) Right? Like, all of a sudden, she turns into Nancy fucking Drew. Like, you couldn't figure out where your underwear is, but she's like, you know what? There's an app to unblock numbers. So she called the number back that was calling in heavy breathing. Yeah. And she said, have you been calling my phone? And the guy was like, nope, not me. And then the second absolutely sociopathic thing happens in this episode. He says, well, my brother uses my phone. Who shares phones? It's weird. It's weird. I barely let my mother use my phone. Like, (laughs) if you asked me to use my phone, I'd be like, why? Where's your phone? No, use your phone. I'm not giving you my phone. I actually could see Jake's parents doing that. His father's very frugal. My mother uses his phone and types on their iPad, but they've been married like 50 years. And they hate each other, really? And they hate each other. (laughs) But this is like a young guy who's like, I share my phone with my brother. Like, what is this, 1999? Like, what's happening? I barely let Ellen look at my phone. Oh, you all, this... This is the God's honest truth. And I get it. I know you do not swipe. If a gay man is showing you something in his phone, you don't touch anything. You don't look. You don't swipe either way. I know the rules. I got it. You all, if I am using his phone or on his phone or checking something, he's like this. (laughs) (laughs) I do that. I do that. Yep. I'm like, honey. First of all, I've seen it all, number one. Second of all, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to scroll. I do not want to see that fucking Pandora's box of dick pics. I think you do. No way. I think you do. But what he is protecting you from is the complete depravity of what some message will someone send you and you will go, what even is that? (laughs) You're like, you're looking at this video and you're going, I God, I hope that's chocolate pudding. (laughs) Yeah. Whose leg is that? Is that a picture of a man eating a skunk? What What the fuck is that? (laughs) Who fucks a hole in E.T. and fucks an E.T. doll? God damn. (laughs) Like, you're going to see shit. E.T., 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 (laughs) E.T. So, (laughs) Elliot. (laughs) So, finally, Heidi's like, fine. Tell your brother I'm going to call the police. Actually... You know what? Calling the police sounds like a great fucking idea at this point. Finally. I'm going to call the police on you three. That's what's happening. You <sighs> all are getting incarcerated after this. this podcast. Be good. <laughs> <laughs> I talk to my mom all the time on the phone, so I was constantly feeding her little bits of like what's going on here or there. My mom was an apartment complex manager, so she knew the ins and outs of apartments pretty well. 
Me and her stepdad were both talking to her at that time. We told her to check her apartment for attic access. Y'all, we hit September of 2013, and this shit has been going on for a fucking year. And so Heidi and her mom, Vicky, who, just as a reminder, is an apartment manager, they talk every day. And hates her daughter. (laughs) Truly. And Heidi was still giving her bits of information about strange things that were still happening. And her mom said, look, you need to see if there is access to the attic in your apartment. Some apartments have it, not all. Why was that not the first thing you That's suggested? That's a really good point. A year ago. Especially, yes, since her and the friend both heard the noise. Like this. Yes. Yeah. So, of course, of course, Heidi goes to check. There is attic access in her closet. And there was just a wooden board willy-nilly sitting over a hole in the fucking ceiling. And Mama Vicky is like, girl, you better nail that shit shut immediately yeah i i could not believe it they showed a picture of the board kind of just lazily put over this like black crevice and i went is that jake's grinder picture (laughs) (laughs) here's the wild thing heidi is like i don't want to acknowledge that this has been going on i've been getting you know obscene phone calls for months my phone disappeared but the minute she finds out there is attic access in her closet she's like i think i should stick my head up there and look around are you crazy? <laughs> but she did that, got freaked out, left. And I went, okay, so she called the police the next day, that night, then one month later. And I went, what? <laughs> this woman would still live with this man and or be dead if it wasn't for them having to install this lighting in her attic. Mm-hmm. It's true. And that's literally what it took. She gets a call from the apartment management and they're like, hey, we need access to your attic because we're going to install some new lighting. And they go, she goes, great. I'm going to go to work. Y'all take care of that. When I come home, I'll have new track lighting. Here's the key. <laughs> did y'all miss my Steel Magnolias reference? Oh, I the did. track lighting. I, oh, oh, I did. Steve. I'm yes. sorry. <laughs> Gay card taken away. Yes. Heidi called me one afternoon and she sounded very upset. She said, the police just called me. They told me to come to the apartment. I rushed home as quick as I could. And I just remember driving home and I'm shaking and I start bawling. I have this whole mental breakdown. So, y'all, the police call and say, hey, you may want to come home because we found a couple of things in your uh, in your attic. And she's like, there are a lot of cops here. And I noticed a sex crimes investigator. And I'm like, what is that? Who could need that for? And then they're like, so, honey, these are the items they found in your attic. One, a knife. Two, your mace. Three, condoms, lube, picks, and all of your underwear. <laughs> All All of it. All All of it. And pictures of her. That was the scariest, that he put holes in the wall and had been spying on her taking pictures. With the phone he stole from her taking pictures. So this man named Carlos Perez lived in the apartment on another floor that also had attic access. Not all apartments had the attic access. He'd been living there for four years with, wait for it, His wife Wife and children and children. Well, and they figured out quickly that Carlos had removed the firewall where Heidi's attic access was and was coming in and out of her apartment. 
And so they were able to figure out really quickly that it was Carlos, went to his apartment and arrested him that day. And they found more of Heidi's underwear in that apartment. Mm-hmm. More of her underwear. This is not the case of the missing bobby pins. This woman had no underwear left and Carlos had them all. Now Papa Randy is all of a sudden emotional. Yes. yes. I didn't buy it. So my my worst fears are, are being realized. Yes, it's, it's clear someone was there to uh, to do harm. Earn those tears. You're over here slut shaming your daughter the first 20 minutes of this episode. I don't doubt that he was very scared at the idea of someone hurting his daughter, but you turned on those waterworks, sir, in a very opportune time. Yeah. I do not like Papa Randy at all. No, 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 no. So obviously, all of this landed on Heidi like a ton of bricks, and the reality of the situation that she had been running from for a year hit. Hard. I mean, truly the idea of someone drilling holes in the ceiling so that they can watch you in your bedroom, in the bathroom, and in the living room, and you're going Mm. back in your mind thinking about everything. All the times you've showered, gone to the bathroom, all the times you've had a friend over, a guest over, you've been naked, all of that, you've been watched while you were doing it. That is, first of all, let me tell you something. The frogger who decided to watch me through holes in my ceiling... It's not for the faint of heart, I'll tell you that, what goes on in this apartment. My frogger would go, fuck, I don't want to see that. (laughs) Yeah. What even is that? They canceled their subscription. They're like, change the channel. I don't want to see that. They didn't know machines could actually do that, that a fucking machine could actually go that fast. (laughs) I've never seen somebody go through so much, Lou. (laughs) So here's the thing. Heidi was like, you know what? I've had enough of this shit. I am moving out, not tomorrow, not next week, not next month, tonight. And honey, she was out of there. Yeah. So Carlos Perez pled guilty and was convicted of second degree burglary and three counts of peeping Tom. Is that a verb? Hmm. I I like peeping peeping Tom Tom. sounds like a noun. Like, should it be like peeping Tommy? (laughs) Tommy, yes. Peeping Tommery. Oh, there we go. Three counts of peeping Tom. That just grammatically doesn't make sense to me. And he was given an eight-year suspended sentence on all charges. That man needs to also have his child taken away. Suspended sentence. Wasn't that breaking and entering, basically? Burglary, I think. Yeah. He stole all the drawers. He had a fucking Victoria's Secret up in that attic. Yeah. (sighs) But also, like, not to, like, bring down the room, but what would his wife say? Yeah. Like, that's predatory. Let's hope she left him, at least. I'll help. Yeah. Well... While you all search for your prescription of Xanax, we've got another story for you. This one is called Neighborhood Watch. In 2016, I was living in Bucktown, Chicago. Bucktown's really interesting because it has a pretty cool medley of new buildings, old buildings, more antiquated structures that are in the area. A lot of businesses fill in those places, so uh, it's got a unique vibe to it. We are in the Bucktown neighborhood of Chicago, Illinois in July of 2016. And we meet Jordan Baranskis. Is that how you say her last name? Baranskis. 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 There was an S in there. Baranskis. I don't know how to say that. Any guesses, someone will DM us. And Jordan tells us that Bucktown is a mixture of old and new, modern and antique. Do you like modern or do you like a little bit of a, you know, throwback? I like 
old. I live in an Art Deco building, and I'm not mm. like most of the gays who only want to do mid-century modern. WeHo has a lot of Art yeah, Deco. I, it's, it's, it yeah, it's older here. I can get into the Palm Springs kind of thing. I don't like open concept. Now, in the bedroom, everything's chrome. <laughs> Easy cleanup. <laughs> but yeah. What about you, Maddie? My apartment's Art Deco. I have a lot of Art Deco stuff, and that's just, I've always liked it since I was a little kid. Bag. So, <laughs> yeah, it's true. I did. Y'all, if you have a special decorating style, little boy, you you of gay. Well, I liked it because I'm a comic book nerd as well. I'm a big, like, Wonder Woman fan and stuff. So I love Batman the animated series. When, sure. And they the, the series kind of looked Art Deco. And I remember that and Dick Tracy. I love Dick Tracy, you know, the movie with Madonna. And so I remember asking my mom, I'm like, Mama, look at that car. It looks like that's a cute car. She's like, well, honey, that's an Art Deco car. It's not an Art Deco. But then my mama started, she said, well, here's the encyclopedia. And I remember reading about Art Deco and went, I love this. Look at you two Tamara Lempicas. Are y'all modern or old? Well, I like modern, but my house is kind of like boho. Yeah, yeah. Ellen's stuff is very cute. Joey's house is a vampire's house. Yeah. It is all black. It's all black. Joey's house looks like Gomez Adams lives there. Ah. I moved to Bucktown because the area of Bucktown was up and coming. You know, it was really a place to do things, walkable distance to great food, great restaurants, and can easily get into the city and out of the city for, you know, the various meetings that I had for work. Jack Makature, he's in IT sales, and Jack gives us the layout of the house. So at that time when I was living in Bucktown, I lived in a duplex up, meaning I had the rights to the rooftop as well. So you could walk up into the unit, second floor, third floor, and I had the rooftop access with full view of the full skyline of Chicago with only access from my unit. So that was a big reason I purchased that unit. And it had rooftop access. That is worth a million dollars. If you have rooftop access... Solo rooftop access. It was private. Oh, oh, wow. Can I also bring up the shade? At, well, he says, and at the time, I had a girlfriend. But maybe they're married now. I wasn't sure either. I was questioning this the entire time. I don't think they're Same. together anymore. They're either together or they hate each other and or both. <laughs> so now Jack had two dogs named Max and Lennox. Very cute. And they went wherever Jack went. The dogs would follow. They loved him. And Jack says the city feels very safe during the day, but the creeps come out at night. I'm like, isn't that everywhere? Oh, yeah. City looks good. <laughs> looks good. City looks good. City looks good. <laughs> well, I've showed Ellen this stand-up comedian where she asks a guy in the audience. What do you do for work? Work for the city? So do, what do you, what does that mean? Like, what, what did you guys, what's, what's that work for the city? What is that? What do you, walk around? I don't know what you do. City looks good, yep. No. I work here in the city. Thank you. <laughs> but Jack says he never saw a lot of crime and he never had a security system, but he did have a couple security cameras outside of his door and in the house, which essentially was just there for when the dog walker came. So he could just make sure yes. that they were actually being walked and, you know, that they weren't like going through his shit. So Sunday, July 24th was like any other Sunday. That particular day had been a great day for weather. Spent most of the day actually sitting on a hammock on my upstairs balcony outside the bedroom. That Sunday evening, my girlfriend and I went out to dinner and we walked to a local spot just down the street like we usually would. We couldn't stay out for the night. We had a new puppy to tend to and they tend to be pretty high maintenance. So we came home and we just had a night in. 
Well, they went out to dinner that night and they were obviously fighting over where they were going to vacation totally. because they're they're on the outs. Yeah, they're on the outs because she wants to go back to St. Croix. And he's like, we've already been to St. Croix. I want to go to they've been fighting. So after dinner, they just went home because they had the puppy and they were going to watch TV and hang out. And they were just chilling, two dogs with them. And they sort of dozed on the couch watching TV. What were they watching, Poodle? Netflix and chill, it looked like. What do you think they were watching, Maddie? Uh, I think old episodes of One Life to Live that she had recorded. You know mm-hmm. what it is? Just- I'm going to tell you it right now. It was Ozark. It's his favorite show and she hates it. But she watches <laughs> but it she anyway. But she watches it anyway. Oh, wow, so that they have real. something to talk yeah. about because the romance has gone. Also, yeah. Maddie, thank you for the One Life to Live <laughs> reference. Because all now I can think is, this is it. Barbecue sauce. <laughs> oh, what was her name? Mackenzie Phillips. Yes. Mackenzie yeah. Phillips. Yeah. yeah. Bonnie Franklin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that both of them could agree that Golden Girl still held up. <laughs> no. She liked it. And he's like, what is this faggy shit? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. So they were dozing on the couch and they woke up, you know, because the TV, the Netflix was like, are you still watching? It's like, bitch, yes, I am still watching. Love is blind. Yes. Thank you very much. So they woke up and decided to head upstairs, but the puppy earlier that day had had a wee-wee accident, so they had the sheets in the washer, and they're like, oh, God. So they put the sheets on the bed, because you can't sleep on a mattress. That is revolting. And they just went to sleep. she's like, I knew this would happen if we got a puppy. And they fought some (laughs) more. Yeah, and then he was like, and (laughs) you haven't given me sex, and you just want to go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. It was the beginning of the end. Yes, 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 yes. So I wake up in the morning and we have a bench at the end of the bed and I keep my purse there all the time. I'm certain I put it there. I wake up, can't see it and start to pester Jack about it. My girlfriend said, hey, uh, have you seen my purse? And that wasn't something I usually really keep track of. So we both kind of went through the home to see, hey, where could the purse possibly be? We looked in the bedroom. We looked in the laundry room, went through my office, looked in the downstairs bedroom, checked everywhere we could possibly have left a purse in the home. And uh, it wasn't there. So the next morning they wake up and Jordan's purse is missing. She's like, I always kept it on the bench at the foot of the bed. No purse. So Jordan asks Jack about it, and he has no idea. They're searching all over the house, everywhere, no purse, and Jordan is pissed because she's like, you must have moved it. And Jack is like, all right, well, let me just check the security cameras we've got so we can see where you probably put it. In my house, growing up, if you asked one of my parents, have you seen my backpack? They'd be like, it's wherever you dumped it. Yeah, That is literally the response we got. These two fought over that purse. I know it. Oh, she even said. She said, the tension was a little high. Because <laughs> they were about to break up. Which meant that he said, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure it's wherever you left it. You probably just left it in your car, blah, blah, blah. And she said, that's exactly like something your mother would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, well, if you didn't have so many goddamn purses. Yes, like yes, that. yes, yes. And then she broke a glass. 
And yeah, yeah. it stabbed I, him I, with it. Everything was in my head about this. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, you know, I should have fucked your sister when I had the chance. <laughs> like that. Yeah. I hate that they edited those parts out, honestly. She's like, I knew I shouldn't have fallen for your bumble name. What was it again? I've been told I have large testicles. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, shows how much you know. We don't have secret names. Straights don't have secrets. Oh, we put oh, everything out there. Straight the people are honest. Mm-hmm. We don't lie about our names, our mm-hmm. ages, our penis size, mm-hmm. our height. Every man fucking lies about his height. What is their fucking problem? Well, y'all should lie more. That's why all of the straight marriages end in divorce. That's true. true. Yeah. Well, no, mine ended because he was super abusive, but whatever. <laughs> Great. So... <laughs> everywhere for this purse <laughs> and they couldn't find it silver lining and, everywhere silver yeah. lining <laughs> so like i said they check the security cameras and jack tells us about the cameras and their locations the security camera in my home was kind of at the front of the living room if you will it shows the whole living room and kind of upstairs as well but it gives a great view into the the main area of the home so i would have easily been able to see hey you walked out with the purse but you didn't return with it see this man's sliver of a setup we see everything from a bunch of vantage points there's like four views we see the kitchen we see the living room we see the stairs we see everything it's not a big apartment yeah, there's a lot of cameras you can see everything four cameras and he was like oh shit you didn't leave with your purse today like i thought you did and she's like aren't you going to apologize yeah. he's like no <laughs> that's what i fucking said yeah how would i know you think i would have thought this Wow, what a bitch. (laughs) I guarantee you, what happened in this apartment between these two people is almost worse than what happened next. (laughs) Oh, dude, for sure, we're watching. They're on an episode of Frogging right now, but the relationship that was happening behind the scenes is an episode of As the World Turns. (laughs) So now they know that that purse must have been in the house, right? And Jack is looking through the security footage. And then at the top of the staircase... We see a man emerge from the darkness in nothing but a hoodie and sweatpants, and it is the most terrifying, menacing figure I think I've ever seen on an episode of Frogger. It is so ominous, and what's so freaky is from the vantage point of the camera, you see the man, and you see them sleeping on the couch. Obviously, if someone's in your house, that's terrifying, But knowing that someone's in your house when you are there, like there have been people who have had break-ins and they've slept through it. But seeing him looking down, because remember, it's a duplex and he's looking down at them. First of all, those dogs, dogs, you are not dogging right now. I agree. The dogs were falling down. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I could not believe it. It is so terrifying it almost doesn't look real yeah like because he kind of looks like an apparition he does yeah it looks like the ghost figure between the curtains on three men and a baby remember that it's just kind of like furry and fuzzy that is so niche maddie i remember that where everyone thought that there was a ghost yeah captured in three men and a baby and it turned out that it was just like a cardboard cutout right yeah 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 but it was a big deal well jake when we were roommates we lived in the house And a little person robbed Jake in the middle of the night. This guy literally crawled over his bed. Yeah, he came into my window and stepped over my bed and I screamed. And then I like tried to grab a bat that was behind my bed. And then he ran out with my iPad. Can I ask a question? I just (laughs) When you were roommates. (laughs) Back at shiz. 
what happens in y'all's day-to-day lives? Because y'all have stories that I have never heard in my life. They are... It's a circus, man. It's just a circus. It's wild. I've made a lot of bad decisions and Jake has done a lot of drugs. So there you go. (laughs) A lot of drugs. So when... You saw the, which I agree with Ellen, possibly a ghost man, maybe not a real person. When you saw him appear on that landing, what was your reaction? I gasped. I audibly gasped. I was nervous in real time. Oh. I had to stop the thing and kind of like run around my kitchen table (laughs) because it was just, it was like paranormal activity that interrupted the third act or the second act of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf with their horrible (laughs) arguing that happened. Yep. And it was terrifying. Joey, what did you do? Burn that house down. That's what I thought. (laughs) Burn that fucking house down. It is tainted. I don't want nothing tainted in my house. We should be turned on because how many men have showed up in a hoodie and sweatpants to all four of our residences at some point (laughs) late at night? And you know that it's scary when we can't even get turned on by this. Yeah, usually I know they're coming, though. Yes, you need to be invited. So, yeah, that footage is terrifying. And how slowly the guy was moving. He was moving like a sloth. That's what they say in the show. But I was like, are sloths notoriously quiet? I know they move slow. Yes, they are quiet. I guess I think that's the sound they make. I I don't think they sound like that poodle. I don't know. He was svelte. But they don't understand how he got there. And then they realize he came from the ground floor, up the stairs, onto the roof, (sighs) into the master bedroom. And I love how Jack was like, we never leave, never leave that door unlocked. I was like, yes, you do. Because the guy got in there and the man, they follow him on the camera. The man was in their house for 45 (gasps) minutes. And you can see that he's debating, like, do I go down? Will I wake them up? What's my next move? It is very ominous and very- Fucking horror movie. An absolute horror movie. It's like that movie, The Strangers. Have you ever seen it with Liv Tyler? Yes. You have never seen that movie. (laughs) I don't like scary movies, but that one looked really good. And I Mm -hmm. love Liv Tyler because when I worked at the Clinique counter back in the day, she was really popular because she wore Black Honey in the Lord of the Rings film. And so Uh she's one of the reasons why I discovered Black Honey. It's a great lip gloss. (laughs) Maddie, do you have ADHD? Yeah, no sure. Yeah. Yeah. You have such a funny memory for details. Like, I am like that, too. Like, you remember the funniest details. It's fascinating. And nothing else. That's a good word for it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say gay HD? I said gay D. Yes. Yeah, I thought you said gay D. When the show ends and we wake up, him leaving the home was clearly a reaction to us waking up. I think he either heard or saw movement. He leaves, and a second later, we're up off the couch. I actually went upstairs first, probably not 30 seconds after him. I never saw anyone up there. It's crazy in hindsight to think that if he hadn't immediately vacated the home, I might have encountered him. So he leaves as soon as they wake up. You can see it on the security footage. And they call the police and they report the stolen items. And then they start fighting 
about how they didn't notice that the guy. Why didn't you wake up? Why didn't you wake up? Why didn't the dog wake up? I need one other dog. You wanted the puppy. Well, the puppy didn't wake up. All because you didn't lock the fucking door. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of want to ask Ellen and Joey, I want to ask you, we do often reality gaze theaters where we reenact scenes from shows. I would love to see the two of you, Ellen and Joey, reenact this couple's fight. Okay. Joey, you be Jordan. I'll be Jack. Okay. Great. Okay. Okay. Perfect. All right. And action. Holy shit. This guy was in our house for 45 minutes, Jordan. Yeah, I know he was. And you know what? You're supposed to be the fucking man of the house. You're supposed to be a big, strong man and protect me and these stupid dogs I didn't want. And you didn't do anything. You were just asleep, drooling on the sofa. That's all you ever do is drool. The only thing you're not drooling on is this (laughs) Well, guess what? That given more rides than Greyhound. I found out what your real number count is. Way higher than I thought, Jordan. How? And guess what? This isn't going to suck itself. <laughs> and scene. And scene. Well done. I actually wrote in my notes, I feel like Jack and Jordan need couples therapy. I actually wrote yes. it in my notes. Someone made it out there that evening. A detective was asking us what happened, getting statements, now maybe giving us a little peace of mind to know that someone's working on this. They came, checked out the home, and they just mentioned, you know, in Chicago, these type of things do happen. They did ask for a copy of the security camera footage, and it was at that point that we were informed that we were not the first people in the neighborhood to call the police about a stranger matching that description. The police show up, they get a statement, they do a sweep of the home, obtain a copy of the security footage, and then the cop drops this bomb on them. He says, by the way, you guys are the, uh, oh, I'm trying to do my, uh, by the way, you guys are uh, the second people who's this been attacked t- tonight. Okay, by uh, you guys, there's been a stranger matching that uh, description in their home. Oh, shit, da bears. Da bears. But also like, what? They were basically like, there's nothing we can do to help you. Maybe like, I don't know, post it on Facebook or something. They were like, we're the Chicago PD. We're not dealing with your stolen purse and your ghost man in a hoodie. (laughs) Go talk about it on your Facebook page. Yes. And so a man who was part of the Neighborhood Watch group (laughs) on Facebook named Steve Jensen takes this opportunity to explain to us idiots the purpose of a Neighborhood Watch. (laughs) Because the explanation is not in the name itself. (laughs) No. The purpose for neighbors posting on this social media group is strictly for awareness so that one has knowledge of criminal events going on across the neighborhood or even next to their own home. Honey, he's not he's not just in the group. Baby, he organized the yeah, group. Yeah, he did. He okay. opened up a Facebook page. He is the admin. He is the moderator. He runs that shit. He makes sure that no one is giving away secret recipes. He makes sure that nobody's laundry is anywhere where you can see yep. on the balconies. Steven is in it. He'd be a good volunteer sheriff. This guy's a nightmare on next door. Just oh, yes. constantly posting. He's the only one who posts it there. He is like, Jake, your hedges are too yes. high. And Maddie, I heard your dog barking yesterday at 10.01, and you yes. know it's quiet hours at 10. Okay, well, since we had to do improv, <laughs> Jake and Maddie, how do you feel about improving Steve Jensen confronting one of his neighbors about something that they're doing that he really does not like? <laughs> Jake, you are Steve Maddie, yeah. 
You are the neighbor. Okay. Action. Knock, knock, knock. God, this is the fourth time I've been down here, let's say, in a week. Hi, Steve. Hi. Good to see you again. How you doing? How you doing? Mort, I've been what? better. Oh, <laughs> I thought I was going to be a woman, but I guess I'm Mort with tits. Okay. No, you're, sure. you're Mort. You're sure, Mort. Okay. Let's yes and each other. Okay. All right, sure. Steve, what's going on? How you doing? How's the knee? Been raining. Could you feel it? I could. The knee's fine. The sciatica ain't. Ah, yeah, that gets you. That, you know that massage parlor down the street, the one where they ring the bell after an hour? It's pretty good for that. Oh, yeah? Mm. Yeah. What's going on? Well, I just got to tell you, your kids. Yeah. It's too early on a Saturday. Fuck, I know. I fucking hate that Corvette, but the kid's dead set on it. You know, he wants to rebuild it. Get that pussy. Yeah, I know. But let's just say we got some people wanting to sleep. Like me and my uh, wife, who's a real bitch, if she doesn't get 10 hours of sleep on a Saturday, no, if you know what I mean. Ooh, say no more. Look, look, help me help my wife. <laughs> Sounds like you need that massage more than me, Steve. Yeah, give me that number after that. Sorry for that trash, by the way. We didn't mean to burn it so much. It's just, it was. we got to get rid of it. You, I know it was by that tree, but you, nothing happened. Can you not burn tires? I've uh, just got to ask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And scene. Scene. Where are you going to burn tires? <laughs> After I saw this video, I needed to get the word out to the community that this person was creeping around the neighborhood. I posed a question on our social media page that if anybody has seen this perpetrator, recognizes them, to post their accounts so that we can crowdsource and try and figure out who this person is or where he's come from. So they upload the video of the creepy man at the top of the stairs. Yes. And they kind of get more information. They want to know if anyone in town recognizes him. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, I recognize him. <laughs> Steve, yeah, yeah. what didn't he come by the barbecue? And it is just lighting up. This post every- He's been in my house 11 times. Yeah. Truly. <laughs> We got doorbell camera footage of that guy. We thought he was the Amazon guy. <laughs> Everyone is just no. blasting their keyboard. No, we got a video of him over at Barb's house, uh, <laughs> jiggling doorknobs, trying to get into the unlocked doors. He tried to get my Janet to give him some ambrosia <laughs> salad, and we said, uh-uh, mister. We do uh -uh. not give that away for free. We sell it at the farmer's market. You can buy it there. Not down here in Bucktown. He kicked my jack-o'-lantern right a couple, <laughs> couple weeks ago. I saw it. So there are screen grabs of this dude's face and they get posted to the group, right? And now the local news gets involved after seeing these posts and they interview both Jack and Jordan. This segment aired and Jordan got a ton of calls from people who lived outside of Bucktown who had actually seen this dude. Mm -hmm. oh, they call him the Bucktown Creeper. And <laughs> Branding's everything. They really dug deep for that name. It doesn't sound threatening. Yeah, practical, straight to the point. We're in yeah. Bucktown. He's kind of creepy. All in favor of Bucktown Creeper? Say hey, aye. Say uh, aye. Call him Bucktown Do, Creeper. It sounds like the name of like a Ray Stevens song. Like, he's a Bucktown <laughs> Creeper. <laughs> he can find you and he wants to. He's Bucktown <laughs> Creeper. <laughs> he can see you anytime. Gang, 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 gang. You Southern people, I am outnumbered in gay and Southernness. It's true. It's been a rough evening, everyone. It's been really <laughs> rough for me. Please send me condolence banana pudding. <laughs> yes. Everyone has reported seeing the Bucktown Creeper. 
we all agree that's a horrible name. They're like, and I think I matched with him on Bumble. Truly. <laughs> so he's been leaving a couple stores, walking around. Everyone is sort of tracking this man. Everyone has seen him, but no one is stopping him. Like in the middle of the day, the middle of the night. You know, I'm kind of like, let live and let live. I'm going to, you know, just not even pay attention to the guy. You know, let him do what he wants to do. Oh, yeah. I went into the library and talked with the librarian and said, that person over there, a lot of people have seen him creeping around the neighborhood. Can you look at who he's logged in as? And she looked at her terminal and said, he's logged in as a woman. So a few days later, neighbor Stephen, head of the neighborhood watch, goes to the library and sees the Bucktown Creeper using a computer. So Steve goes to the librarian and says, you know, uh, that dude, um, can you tell me uh, what name he used to log in with? And she said, oh, uh, he's logged in as a woman. <laughs> Which was weird because the screen name at the library was Large Testicles. Well, <laughs> confusing. Well, Steve is thinking he's using a stolen library card. Who steals a library card? He's like, I may break into your house in the middle of the night and watch you sleep, but also... The Anne of Green Gables series is really fucking good. I'm cultured. <laughs> Don't okay? get me started. Poodle has not watched it. I haven't. I haven't. Um. So Steve calls the cops. He was good for something. And surely the police are going to do something and take care of the situation, right? They do arrest the man at the library, which was probably a real scene. Do you think they did it quietly? Like, shh, shh, shh. We've been trying to contact you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> Can you please come here and talk to us? Just kidding. We're putting you under arrest. That was a lie. <laughs> so Sir, can you put down your copy of Little Women? We really need you to come. I know it's really sad when Beth dies, but you have to come with us. Find just a few more pages. Yeah, yes, Amy marries the guy that was in love with Joe. It's weird. It's weird. And the book really should have ended as soon as, like, Beth died. But we have to keep going with this part about Joe marrying the German guy. And it's really not, not great for feminism. But anyway, but that's the story. <laughs> and also, we noticed that you've had your copy of Fifty Shades of Grey for 61 days. That is far overdue, and there will be heavy fines associated with that. You probably like heavy fines, don't you? When you're reading Fifty Shades of Grey, the heavier the better. So this guy was arrested, and a few days later was let go. The police had an idea of who he was, but nobody was ever charged for the theft of my purse, for breaking and entering into our home. The security footage that we provided wasn't clear enough to hold up in court. But after his arrest, he was let go because even though the footage was super ominous and we know that it's some kind of figure, it's just not clear enough to identify mm -hmm. his face. And they were not able to charge him with that theft. Also, they want to make it very clear, Jordan never got her purse back. <laughs> she sure <laughs> didn't. Yeah. She's still complaining about it to like, this day. She's like, that was Mark Jacobs. Yeah. <laughs> and my fucking driver's license was super cute. And they won't let me reuse the picture. <laughs> my favorite Kendall Scott necklace was in there. I love that. Exactly. Scott. Well, here's the thing. There wasn't a ton of follow-up from the police. And obviously, you know, Jordan and Jack and everyone in Bucktown wanted to move on from this. But this guy is back on the streets. The Bucktown Creeper ain't going anywhere. So Jack took more security measures to protect his home. 
And by security measures, we mean putting hammers in every single room in his house. Whoa. Well, he's ready to attack anyone who breaks into his house or put together your Ikea furniture, yeah. whichever yeah. one comes first. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm ready because that bitch hasn't built anything in this house. Let me tell you. Yeah. Hey, if anybody sees that creeper, I've got a hammer. <laughs> Did you find the choice of hammers particularly violent? It is. Is a mallet like feel better for you? I don't know. I don't know either. I was thinking maybe mace. I don't know. It even feels gross. Even if he said gun, I would go, okay. But the fact that he bought like a hammer for every room. You're like, which which side would you use too? Oh God, Maddie. (laughs) And he died in a tornado. Um... (laughs) He did. And Jordan is now dating a lovely man named Jackson. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Not Jack. Jackson mm-hmm. Pennington Third. He's got way more money and a bigger dick. And he yes. never asked her about her goddamn purse. It's true. <laughs> and this is where the episode ends because they tell us the man was never caught. Yeah. Good night, everyone. Yes. Good night. Sleep well. Yeah. Yeah. And that is not only the episode ending, that is the series ending and also probably the ending of all of our podcast careers (laughs) after this episode airs because one of us is getting canceled Mm -hmm. and I'm the only one with a vagina here. I have the least amount of rights. You have vaginal immunity, so I think it'll be one of us that gets canceled first. Hopefully, hopefully. Reality Gaze. Thank you, guys. This has been so much fun. Long overdue. We have been waiting to do this for so long. Tell everyone everything you want to tell them, how they can find you, where they can find you, about your tour, how they can support you. Take it away. You may find us anywhere you get your podcasts, number one. On socials, you can find us on Instagram at Reality Gaze Podcast. They will spoil your favorite TV shows, just so you know. We will. <laughs> And we have some really fun memes and social material going on. If you liked our reality gaze theater we did, we do a lot of those. And you can find us on X or Twitter or whatever that cesspool is at Reality Gaze Pod. <laughs> and you can find us on the TikTok at Reality Gaze. If you want to see us on tour, we are touring in April, May, and June, coming to a city near you. You can go to realitygaze.com for all tour information, or you can just check our Instagram because it'll be there as well. They're going to 23 cities, you 23 guys. Cities. They're, they're definitely going to come and see you for sure. I want to say it feels really good to have other homosexuals on this show who are just as filthy as me. <laughs> I'm moved by that. <laughs> I would also like to say, I understand that there are people out there that don't appreciate or approve of your lifestyle, and I am not one of them. And, and that's fair. I never knew that sitting down with you guys for a couple of hours would make me hate gay people. Yeah, homo- homophobic. And You're homophobic now. I'm sorry. I will be voting against all of your rights moving forward. I'm really excited. Ladies and gentlemen, theys and thems, please welcome to the stage, Anita Bryant. (laughs) (laughs) Where's my pie? No, you guys, 
You guys really are so fun. You love to laugh. You are just our kind of filthy, silly, fun people. You're so easy to talk to. And we can't wait to come on your show. Y'all are a blast. You're going to come on our show. We'll talk about probably love after lockup and anything else. I don't know. We'll go on a mama's family tangent or something. (gasps) There you go. There you go. I know y'all love Mama's Family, so do we. We'll talk about theater, too. Lots of theater. We have a little pre-chat available for you on Swamp Talk. That'll be available for the Hallelujah, What's a Tuya tier and up, Farts and Darts, DBU Elite, all of those tiers. And also, you guys have a really great Facebook group. We were talking about how much we love our Facebook communities, too. Ours is the Sissy Squad. If you love us, join the Sissy Squad. We have fun in there. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys know where to find us on our socials, I Think Not Pod. And please give the gay reality people all of your love thank you you are welcome anytime on I Think Not and of course I Think Not I am lying of course you will never see you will never see the light of this feed again ever again until the next time we love you down bitches I love you Joey I love you too Yellow Martian I love you Maddie and Jake we love you guys bye he died in a tornado No, this episode's called The Pantry House. Panty, panty, panty house. Sorry, my thing autocorrected. The whole thing is called Stranger Danger, but then the first story is called The Panty Thief. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, how did you get Pantry House? (laughs) Because I never type panties, so my Apple Notes. (laughs) Well, she must okay. be shopping. Your 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 Apple Notes just like, girl, what's this panty shit? <laughs> Mom, everyone looks fine. I mean, there is the 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 woman from. Never mind. This joke's not worth it. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. I know when it's gonna be a stinker. You know, honey. What? Why do we why have do chlamydia? We have chlamydia? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why do we have chlamydia? All I'm saying is, listen, I respect women. I think women's booty. <laughs> Bodies. I think women's. He had a Hatterstark. He had a, he had a <laughs> I think. So your girlfriend did not have the stuff that you want. She did not have the thing that you need. <laughs> no. She did not have more no. than enough to make you drop to your knees. No. Yeah. No. Ellen is furious, y'all. If you can see her face, she's just like, why? What can I do? She's trying. She's like, she's like. It's a circus. She's like Britney Spears' father. I don't have any more control. No, no. I am putting you all on a conservatorship. You getting your microphones taken. I just turned into a homophobe today. Just? I am officially homophobic. I knew we would do it. Can I also say, before she does that, she accuses her friend of stealing her phone. <laughs> but Poodle, they just said that. You just said that. I said, then I completely, just... then, then take that out. Sorry. Jesus, who are you? Billy Porter, blah, 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 my line? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> who says something bad about Dolly Parton? M- maybe Mr. Rogers? Yes, 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 yeah. Pinko scum. <laughs> yeah. I was shocked that he wasn't gay. Well, he always had a vibe. Yeah, he did. He did. What? Cause, cause he changed his shoes when he went inside, and he wore sweaters. You guys are so homophobic. He just changed into his home clothes. No, we just, we just hoped, we just hoped he was gay. I wanted him to like take me around his neighborhood. <gasps> Wait, Maddie, I'm gonna set you up for that. Please, I'm gonna set you up real fast. <laughs> that sounded so gay. Okay. Yeah, you know what they say in Oklahoma. Everyone is your cousin, and we fucked them. But anyway, I, I have cousins that are married. That's, that's the state motto. Yeah, it is. it's on the flag. K-
Can we start now, yeah, fellas? Please, Are please, you guys start. done talking done. about your penises and yes. lube? You all, I am outnumbered today, and I do not like this. Okay. <laughs> just lube up your butt real good. You'll be fine, Ellen. <laughs> oh, I can't. You just put this in there. I wish Mr. Rogers would me and then <laughs> Yeah, that's the, put that. <laughs> 911. <laughs> Ascend an ambulance. Anything. A gurney. <laughs> A gurney. Stop this madness. I'm done.